Good evening. Happy Sunday. I pray that your day has been full of peace. It's been full of grace. It's been full of the mercies of God today and any day that we are alive. Not looking up at the bottom is a good day. It's always a good moment to know when you know that this is the Lord's day. Every day belongs to God and we should celebrate and be glad therein. I always say as I minister to you, I minister to myself. I want to quickly encourage you with the word of the Lord and I will be coming out of Isaiah 61 and I'm just going to begin to read it the first verse until the Holy Spirit says to cease and to stop. So the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. The part I particularly like the best is the verse that says, he hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And one version says to set the captives free. I don't know if any of you are aware, but there are so many people around us that are being held captive by the enemy and they don't even know it. Some of them have been told that the enemy has a grip on them. But for whatever reason, they continue to go forth each day as if they have not received a warning before destruction. And I'm so thankful unto God that there are those that when they hear the warning, when they see the warning signs, they run to God. And they cry out asking God to save them, not just spiritually, but sometimes physically. We need to be rescued. We need to be away from a certain address. We need to be rescued from a certain relationship. And sometimes it takes physically getting up, packing your bags and leaving. It could be a family member. It could be a, a significant other, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whatever the situation may be. But I am so glad that God has given us his word and his word that clearly tells us that he has anointed us to do such an important job. That is to set the captives free. And you may say, well, how am I going to set a captive free? First of all, you got to know if God has anointed you. You have to know that he has called you to do a particular thing because only what you do for Christ will last. And I believe if you help to get a captive set free, that's going to last. And I believe that is something that God is pleased with. And that is something that brings glory to God. Because if you know a person who has been caught up in a particular lifestyle for years, year after year after year, and something inside of you in the beginning part of them beginning to live this life, you kind of said, 
well, you know, I, I think I should say something. Well, no, I'm just going to leave it alone because if Big Mama ain't said nothing, I'm surely not going to say nothing. Well, you know, they seem to be okay living like this. I think I'll just leave it alone. And then you feel that tugging on your heart. God may be telling you, just call them and see how they're doing and know that I'm going to lead you in the right words to give to them so that they can get their warning. But as the years progress, we just become familiar with whatever it is, whatever lifestyle it is that they're living in. We just we become complacent in it and we take on the attitude of, well, you know, <clears throat> we all have sin. Well, you know, I ain't nobody's judge. Well, you know, after all, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in. No, we don't. But the word just got through reading. I just finished reading the word that says that God has called us to set the captives free. That doesn't mean that you have to be behind a podium, behind a pulpit. That doesn't mean that you have to go preaching on the mountaintops. You don't have to go to this part of the world to preach the word of God. You can help set a captive free right on your job in the workroom. Well, how Keisha, how? Well, I'm speaking to those of you who know a little bit of the word of God and you're living the word of God. I didn't say you had to be perfect. But I am saying that God has given you the word that is your weapon, is your tool. It is what you are going to use to help set someone free. Because believe it or not, there are people who are in your family, my family, people that we see on a regular basis. They are being held captive by the enemy. Some of them want to be held captive. Some of them know they need to be delivered, but don't know how. And some of them have heard the word of the Lord go forth, but pride and anger and bitterness and being stubborn holds them in that position of being held captive. And they've been that way for so long that it's just become a lifestyle for them. And it doesn't <clears throat> it doesn't always mean a sexual act or an adulterous relationship. There are people that are being held captive by anger. There are people being held captive by pride, but God wants them to be free. Isn't there something in your life that you were once held a captive to? Don't compare it to nobody else's, but isn't there something in your life that had held you captive, but God made you free. He made you free. He used someone to come to you and say, you know, I, I see you've been going through. What can I do? However, the conversation started, it ended up with you being set free and God got the glory behind it. And you may even know that there's something that you were set free from, but you may not even know that it was God that set you free. You don't even know for some of you, God sent big mama right on time to call you when you were headed down the highway to go somewhere that you didn't have no business. And big mama spoke a word to you and said, boy, you better get yourself back home. Time is winding down. You better get on the, you better get on the Lord's side. Don't you remember what they taught you in Sunday school? Rehearse that verse for me, boy. And you looking like big mama. I just want to go and meet this dude, big mama. I just need to go meet this female, big mama. You had, Or maybe it was somebody that you met 
at an outing. Maybe it was somebody that you met, an unfamiliar person, and you ran into them at the gas station. And somehow they encouraged you. And you thought about those words of encouragement when you were getting ready to do that thing that held you captive. You were getting ready to operate in anger, pride, bitterness, unforgiveness. Then you were getting ready to go meet that person that you knew you had no business being with. But God sent someone right on time. You may not have taken heed to it then. It may have been weeks later, months later. But God sent that person to set you free. And I just want to encourage you to pray and ask God if you have a relationship with God and you're not living straddle the fence. Well, I'm up praising God in church on Sunday. Then as soon as I get back home, I'm inviting somebody's husband to my house. You're going to go see a woman that you know don't belong to you. You're going and you're not taking care of your children. You're leaving them at home to fend for themselves. Whatever the case may be, we have to remember Isaiah 61 and 1. Either you're called to set someone free or either you need to be set free yourself. I've been on both sides of the table. And I'm telling you from both sides of the table, God got the glory. Someone, God sent someone to help set me free. And then God used me to speak a word to someone to set them free. Well, you sound like you, you just, you sound like it's all about, it's not all about me. It's about God and his word being true and every man a liar. Either you need to be set free or either you need to help someone get free. Pray and ask God to show you who it is that's close to you, who it is that you keep running into that show. Ask God to show you if they are a captive. Do they need to be set free in any area of their life? And God is so faithful when he looks at your heart and he knows that you really want to help get this person out of the situation that they're in. God will show you who that person is. And he will give you the right time. He will give you the words to say, and then he will get the glory. Now, let me say this. There are some people <clears throat> that you can give them the word of the Lord in such humility. You can give them the word of God in such love. You can even sit there and cry with them and tell them how much God loves them and how much God wants to see them elevated. In kingdom living, you can tell them that God wants them to have a mountaintop experience. But they just won't change. And I'm reminded, I've been reminded twice within the last 24 hours. That there are some that God is just going to turn them over to themselves. A retrograde mind. He's going to leave them to themselves. I've sent you warning. I sent your mama. I sent your sister. I sent your brother. I sent that stranger. You turned on the TV and they were saying the same thing that big mama just told you. I sent your husband. I sent your wife to help set you free. And it, this scripture doesn't say, oh, I'm sending you 
to set the captives free. And I'm going to send some help to help you set the captives free. No, it said that God himself has anointed you and called you and I to set the captives free, to bind up the brokenhearted. So God didn't say in the scripture that he was going to send help to help us to accomplish this. He said, you can do it. I can do it if he's anointed you to do so. But there are people that are just not going to change. And for whatever reason, God has turned them over to themselves. Watch their fruit. <clears throat> if what offended them and if what made them upset is still making them upset from last year and the year before, and you look back over their lives and you see that they've been a certain way for five years, 10 years, and you keep saying, but I know the word of the Lord keeps coming to them. Perhaps God has turned them over to themselves. It's either you're going to see fruit in a person's life or either you're not. And I'm not talking about fruit like money, uh, wealth, material things. I'm talking about you're going to begin to see the fruit of the spirit really manifest and operate in this person's life. So much so that you all you hear is a testimony of girl, you know, Sarah ain't the same. I remember when Sarah used to cuss you out. I remember when he used to be with everybody's wife in the neighborhood. I remember when she was so fresh tail, she was so hot. You couldn't bring your man around her. I remember when her son was so mouthy and so disobedient, but honey, he is a, a, a young man of God and he's serving in a church. That is what I'm talking about. Material things and material wealth. That's not important when you want to live for Christ. Those things will come after you get in the will of God, which is seeking his kingdom. So please ask God to show you who and don't be afraid to speak life to them, giving them the word of God. You don't have to throw no anointed oil on them. You don't have to start running around the room because that's going to make people some people that's going to make them think you crazy. Because the ones who need to set free, it's no sense in us going to them and speaking in an unknown language and going to them and, and trying to make them fall out and, and casting out demons. You have to ask God for a plan. And what is the right way to go to that captive that needs to be set free? Let God lay the foundation for it. Let God give you the words to say. Ask God to help you to sit down so that he can stand up. Many are dying and they were still held captive by the enemy. They may not have been sleeping with somebody else's spouse, but they died in anger. They died in bitterness. They died in a lifestyle that wasn't pleasing to God. Could it perhaps be that someone missed the mark? to proclaim liberty to that person, to bind up their brokenness. Could it be we're missing the mark? Because, well, you know, I ain't sleeping with nobody else's husband. Well, you know, I ain't, I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. Me, 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 me. Well, when are we going to turn around and say, God, who is it that you want to cross my path? 
that I can proclaim liberty to them, that I can bind up their brokenness, their broken heartedness. There are so many of us that are hurt and hurting. And when God speaks to someone to come to us, they don't do it because, oh, well, you know, <clears throat> it, I, I'll do it tomorrow. We're not promised tomorrow. So let us be about our father's business. And again, you don't have to be behind a pulpit. You don't have to be on TBN. You don't have to be on Word Network. You don't have to be behind a podium of any kind for God to use you to proclaim liberty to a captive, to bind up someone's brokenheartedness. I have a group of people who are close to me, my prayer partners, my mentors that have been a leaning post for me. And I enjoy giving people their flowers while they yet live. Evangelist Sandra, Elder Carolyn, Minister Gloria, Pastor Bircher. Yes, I have friends who don't hold a title, but they have helped. They have helped others to bind up my broken heartedness. My good friend Yolanda. My sister Shanita. My aunt Dinah. Down through the years. They have helped in some kind of way to bind up my broken heartedness. We don't see each other for years because one may live here out of town and some people are that we just text. We don't pick up the phone and call. But when I text and say, or they'll text me and say, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? And I'll say, pray for me in this area. And I know that they're praying for me. My friend Arlethea, but I call her Coke. I can just tell her, hey, this is going on with me. And she's going to give me a raw, uncut, unfiltered word of the Lord. And we need those strong people in our support system so that when we need to hear the, the unadulterated truth, we can hear the truth. We need to hear the truth so we can move forward. So I thank God that down through the years, he sent someone to set me free. He sent someone to bind up my brokenness. Well, Keisha, them people don't have no church. <sighs> this scripture didn't say God has anointed you to preach the gospel. He has called you to bind up the brokenheartedness, to uh, proclaim liberty to the captives. If you have a church on 35th and Main, God didn't say that. God didn't say that. Well, Keisha, how do you know that God anointed them? Because the fruit from behind what they ministered to me gave me life and talked me off of a cliff. So I thank God for anointed people who know how to nurture, who know how to bind up our brokenness, who know how to set the captives free through giving us the word of God. Well, that's my word of encouragement to you. That's my, a little bit of my testimony mixed in there. We're not <clears throat> done with January of 2024, but I can say
that I have been more mindful now of how to begin a new year than I ever have been in my whole life. I believe this is the year of deliverance. I believe that this is the year that God is really, really, really. He's going to not that God hadn't, but we're going to be about our father's business. And because of that, some captives are going to be set free. Some broken heartedness is going to be healed and bound up, put back together. Because people are going to stand in their proper places and we're going to pray and we're going to ask God, God, show me who it is that you want me to proclaim liberty to. It may be a girl on your job or a young lady on your job and you know she's in something that eventually is going to bring a spiritual death or a physical death. And every day you see her or every day you see him. And God's going to put a word of encouragement in your mouth that's going to set them free. You may have to go on break with them and hold their hand while they cry out to you and say, I was waiting for so I didn't think anybody cared. I've been there. But God is going to send people. He's anointing people and he has anointed people to set the captives free to proclaim liberty to the brokenhearted. Just ask God to show you who, how, when, and what to say. And when you open up your mouth in faith, the words that you say, they're going to save somebody's life. You all be blessed. This is good news because God is yet giving us grace to get in place at the end of this year. There will be people that we started out the year with, but by the time the end of the year comes, they're not going to be with us anymore. Whether it's by physical death or whether it's by spiritual death. And a man of God told me yesterday, Pastor Bircher, he said, you can't stop the judgment of God. And that took a weight off my shoulders because why do we Pray to God about our enemies and think that God is not going to judge them. When we were doing wrong, God judged us. So when someone needs to be judged, we can't stop the judgment of God. Last time I'm going to say this, you all be blessed. Know that this is good news and know that better, greater. It is here. It is sooner, not later. And pass this podcast to one person that you know needs an encouraging word. These words that God has allowed me to spoke to speak to you can help set someone free. Be blessed and be kind to somebody just because you can. And tomorrow is not promised to us. Be blessed. I love you. And until next time, bye bye. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope that each time I say good morning, I hope and I pray and I can see that it's knocking the enemy out. Each good morning is knocking the enemy out. Every time we say praise the Lord, every time we clap our hands, 
Every time we stomp our feet, every time we look to the hills from which cometh our help, our help comes from God and God alone. Every time we give God praise, we are knocking the enemy out. We are saying, God, I don't care what happens. I don't care who comes. I don't care who goes. I don't care what they say on my job. I don't care what they say in the community. I don't even care what they say in the church. I don't care what my auntie said, what my uncle said, what cousin Puddin said. I don't care what anybody says. Your word stands and your word is true because your word is who you are and you are your word and you don't lie. And you said that your word would not return until you void, not having completed what you sent it out to do. Isn't that something that God is his word? And God says that his word, which is he himself, would not return unto him void. So to me, that says that God won't return unto himself empty. But everything that God sent his word out to do, everything that God said, I'm going to put my hand on this. God said that it is going to happen. So I just come this morning just to once again encourage you in such a time as this. There are people who are going through so much. There are people who are still hurting from the loss of a loved one. There are people who are still hurting because of a breakup. A marriage that did not go forth and it didn't produce the fruit that God called every good marriage to produce. There are people who are still hurting. Parents who are asking themselves, what did I do that was wrong? How did my child end up like this? But the good news is, is that no matter what happens, God still has a plan for your life and my life and your children's lives and their children's children. And that's good news. Because if we dwell on what we see and not what we know, and we know the word of God is true, we will suffer. We won't have joy. We won't have peace. All we'll have to offer is a complaint, murmuring, just every time people don't even want to see your name come across the phone because you're never going to have anything good to say. When are you going to pick up the phone or when are you going to call somebody? And the first words out of your mouth is, you know what? God woke me up this morning and I'm so grateful. I'm so honored that he would look at me and allow me to see his light of day. When are you going to pour into someone's life? When are you going to be an encouragement and not a hindrance? Every single time you turn around, it's always pitiable me. Oh, woe is me. Never a testimony. Never nothing good that God did. And if God did something for you, it's always, well, you know, God did so and so and so, but if it just could have been nothing is ever good enough. Let me tell you again, we need to come up just a little bit higher in our thinking 
and our praise and our worship and our gratitude unto God. And I just don't say that because it sounds like a prim and proper thing to say. I say it because it is true and we need to begin to live it because tomorrow, the next second is not promised to us. We may have plans to go somewhere at six o'clock today and we may not live to see six o'clock. So it is so, I'm talking about it's so important more than the air that we breathe because God gives us the air that we breathe. Things like that, that we take for granted. But let me say that I can't express the importance of seeking God and asking him, God, what is it that you would have for me to do? What is it that you would have for me to cut off and change in my life? What is it? What person do you want me to distance myself from? Show me the hindrances in my life that I cannot see. Because God has an all-seeing eye. Okay, neither one of us under the sound of my voice have the ability to see, hear what's in front of us and see what's going on in Louisiana. We don't have an eye on the side of our head on each side of our head. We don't have eyes in the back of our head. We don't have eyes in it. Even if we had eyes all over the place, we still cannot see what God can see because God is able to see what we can't see. Well, why do you say that Keisha? Because we are still in this human flesh. And sadly, some people act like they're God. Well, I'm saved and, 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 and I know I gave my life to God and, and I know that I know that I know that. Be careful of a person who is a Christian, but every time you turn around, there is something in them that is something in them that you know this person is trying to be God. They think that they are on a higher level than other people. Beware of a person like that. Because you don't ever want God to come and say that you have put a person, place, or thing in his place. Because God says that he would not have any other God before him. That means your car, your children, your house, your job. You better be careful not to have anyone else in God's place. Now, I know I've said a lot in these last seven minutes. But it's so much that needs to be said is so many stones that need to be turned over is so much hard ground that needs to be dug up and tilled and and resoiled and new seeds planted that every time you get the opportunity to speak the word of god to his people do it now i'm not telling you to go be no wackadoodle and go out and you going to work and you just go bust the door open at your supervisor's uh in your supervisor's office and I'm coming to, to to bless you and you start trying to lay hands on people and you go in there and you start speaking in tongues and all we have to learn how to do things decently and in order and pray for God's timing. But my whole reason for coming on here today is to try my very best to drive home the thought in your head that you don't forget it. When you finish listening to this, you may be washing the dishes, going down the, the road, going to pick your kids up. 
And you remember, Keisha said that we have to begin to ask God to show us the things that we need to do to get right in our lives. Because I said it the other day. I said, we started out the year and some people are with us now, but when the end of the year comes, they won't be with us, whether it is by spiritual death or by physical death. And we don't know when our time is. So if serving God is the most important thing in your life, if God is the reason why you live and why you breathe, if he is the reason why you live, if he is the reason why you love, you ought to want to know what is in God's heart. What is his plan for you? And we're not going to know God's heart if we don't begin to take heed to the warnings that he gives us. It is time for us to really make God first in our lives. It's not just only going to church every Sunday, but it is an issue of the heart. How are you loving God's people? How are you being kind when you can be ugly? How are you giving your last when it really is your last to someone else who may need it? Well, honey, you know, I my I got to do so and so and you know I you know these children need so and so and so and my grandkids need so and so and so you know big mama says she want a new sofa and you know I got to try to pull the money together to get <sighs> calm down and ask God first we ask him for forgiveness for not putting him first and how he would like for us to be a blessing to those around us. And then we ask God to show us what it is, how he wants us to be a blessing to those around us. There are so many things that are out of order, out of line, out of whack, not working, the same old, same old. There are so many things that, God is calling us to make right. And we think, the first thing we think is, well, I'm okay. You know, my kids are okay. You know, I got a job and, you know, and, and, and God blessed me to be able to do so-and-so and so-and-so and so. Living for Christ. This is if you want to live for Christ. Living for Christ means you have to die to yourself. It can't just always be about you and yours. We have to think outside of the box because God is calling us to a higher level, not just me, but you. If you're listening to this podcast, please know that God is calling you to another level. Well, what level is that? You have to pray and you have to ask God with a sincere heart. God, I truly want to know what is it in my life that you want me to change? And it could be, and when I'm going to tell you something, when God shows it to you, it's going to knock you off your feet because you're going to say, I didn't even know that God was concerned about that. I didn't even know that that was an issue. But that is how out of tune we can sometimes be in our walk with God. Because we think that well, I got the perfect job. I got the perfect relationship. My kids are all in college. I go to church every Sunday. So what you're saying is 
you've arrived. So what you're saying is, as long as you and your circle, you and your crew and your clique are fine, that it doesn't, you, it's no need for you to search for something else that God would have for you to do. It's no reason for you to think that, well, I'm on a level where I need to be. I don't, you know, this is my level and this is where we never stop growing in God. We never stop growing in the things of God and the things of God is one of those things will be how can you be a blessing to someone else if you love god feed his sheep and that just does not mean giving them the word of god give them the word of god but again i will keep going back to this and this is something that i know that god has called me to speak about because it's something that i operate in when i say know what it is to give your last to somebody else who doesn't have it. I have done that. And so I tell you that when you begin to really seek God and ask him, what are the changes that you want me to make in my life? Where is it that I've missed your voice? What is that that I keep overlooking? God's going to show you. If you have a sincere heart to really want to know, to really want to change, God's going to show you. God is going to show you. And why does he want to show you? Because God loves you. It's a simple answer, but it's such a profound answer. Because God loves you. So let me leave you with this. Know that God is calling us to a higher level. You have to pray and ask God to show you what that level is. And it's not put a microphone in my hand. For some people, it'll be God telling you, I want you to begin to practice. I want you to begin to put in motion, giving people the word of God. Isaiah 61 and 1 says that God has anointed me. He's anointed me. He's, he's given me the words to give to other people. He's put his word in your mouth to set the captives free. To bind up the brokenhearted. But you have to ask God to show you if that is what he's calling you to do. For some, God may be calling you to be a higher, a louder voice in your family. You know that you have nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles who have been living a lifestyle that if they die today, you know that they don't have a place in heaven. Well, I, you know, I don't have no heaven or no hell to put. Quit being, don't stop thinking like man wants you to think. No, we don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody in, but we can help keep them from going to hell by giving them the loving word of God. The word of God is strong. It cuts like a two-edged sword, but the word of God is so, is sweet and it's like medicine to our bones. I'm telling you, the word of God has been like medicine for me. And when you love the people that you're around, you want to see them grow with you. But there's an unfortunately. Unfortunately, some won't get it. But don't you let God question you and ask you, why did you not give so-and-so the word of God? Why did you not encourage that person? Don't let that be the question that God asked you. 
you toss and you turn because you know it's something that God wants you to do, but you're afraid. You, you, you don't want your family to be upset. You don't want your friends to look at you in a certain way. We need to begin to really put God first. That we don't care what anybody says. If God told me to do so-and-so, I'm going to do so-and-so. I don't care what Sister Bumblebee is doing at the church. I don't care what Grandma Puddin is doing or what she's not doing. Or Grandma Puddin said you can't wear pants to church. Or Grandma Puddin said you, you better do what God tells you to do. So that you can rest at night and know... God, I did what you told me to do. If God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. And that is good news. You all be blessed. Know that it is my honor to pray for you and bring you before God. Know that I'm always praying. Know that every day is a good day to just be kind to somebody just because. Surrender your life to Christ. If you've backslidden, Come back in humility and wait for God to raise you up and love on you and put you back in your proper place or put you in your proper place. Pass this podcast to one person that you know stands in the need of encouragement because we all have been in a place where we needed encouragement. If it was nothing more than needing to know that somebody else is going through, I'm not the only one that's going through. You mean she's going through? Man, I was, but that's what happens when you close yourself off from hearing the word of God, from hearing encouraging words from someone. You begin to really think that it's all just, you know, me and, you know, nobody knows the troubles. I see. you're right. Nobody does know because you've cut yourself off from your lifeline, which is the word of God, or you've never even extended your lifeline to God. Be good to somebody today. Be kind to somebody today just because you can do it. And when you begin to make that lifestyle, you watch and see how good it makes you feel and how much it gives God glory. Be blessed. I love you. And until next time, bye-bye. Good morning. Happy Thursday. I pray and I hope that as I speak to you right now, that whatever it is that you woke up to this morning, whether you're at home, still at home, or on your job, if you had a doctor's appointment, whatever you find yourself doing at this moment, I pray that you know that God is ever so present. His word says that he is a present, a very present help in a time of trouble. That means that when trouble hits, you don't have to go and search for God. He is right there. He's ever present right there. He is as close as your very next breath. So that is good news. I know that life has given a lot of us a firm beating. I know that life has been ugly. It's been dark. Life looks as if it has had nothing to offer any of us. But let me remind you as I remind myself that God is the giver of life. He created both you and I. He created mankind and he created mankind in his likeness. So to me that says that there is something that is good. There is something that is that is um, 
perfect, not that we are perfect, but that God created mankind in his image. I believe that that is perfect because whatever God puts together is perfect. Whatever God creates is perfect. As a matter of fact, did God not say, hmm, this looks pretty good. Look what I did. Hmm. Stood back and looked at it and, and said, I made this. It's almost as if God was bragging on himself. But that's another story. That's another verse. That's another Bible verse, another Sunday school lesson. But today I want to just encourage you once again. Get up. Get up. Find something that brings you joy. Find something that brings godly pleasure. Call someone and check on them. Call someone and ask them what do they need. Call someone and let them know you're praying for them. Well, I don't, why would I call my best friend just to let her know that I'm praying for her? She ain't going through nothing. You don't know that. I don't know that. Because a lot of times, people who are the closest to us are the ones who are suffering the most and we don't even know. So just check on somebody today just because you can do it. Maybe it's walk over to your neighbor's house and just knock on the door and say, you know, I just wanted to just let you know that I enjoy having you for a neighbor. Now, they may look at you like you're crazy, but that's okay. But it is about finding something positive, something good to do as you are going through. Well, Keisha, I ain't going through nothing. My husband is acting right. My wife is acting right. My kids are all in college and my bills are paying on time. I don't have no loans downtown that I need to go and pay. I don't have my creditors on my back. My health is, is, is pretty much okay. I go to church every Sunday. I even go to Sunday school and I have a key to the church. But let me tell you this. All those things are good. But always remember, we can always go a little bit higher in God. You may go to church every Sunday. But do you have the Holy Spirit? You may go to church every Sunday, but are you loving God's people the way that he has called you to love them? We can always search for more of God. You may say, mm, that really don't sound too exciting to me. Well, it's not supposed to be exciting. We're just supposed to be obedient and seek God where and when he may be found. So, <clears throat> because for some of us, unfortunately, and when I say us, I'm not including myself, we are going to die physically just the way that we are or that the person is, meaning that they live their whole life just being who they wanted to be. They never search for the, the deepness of God, meaning that they'll live a life not poured out. A lot of people have died and not lived their lives poured out. They didn't live a life that they dedicated to God. They didn't surrender their life to God. And at the end of the day, that's really what God allowed us to be birthed for, is to live our lives dedicated to him. There are people who don't even believe that there is a God. So therefore, of course, they're not even going to believe that there is a heaven or a hell. But they'll see <laughs> they'll see, but don't let that be your testimony. Search for God. Look for him. Look for him, the things of him. Ask him to show you the, the next level that he is calling you to because 
Contrary to unpopular belief, God is calling all of us to a higher level. Your level may be you've never even had a relationship with God. So God is calling you to a level of surrendering your heart and your life to him. My level may be, well, I've been saved since 1992, but now God is calling me to do something greater for him in his kingdom. But we have to be in a position where we can pray to God and we can hear his voice. And those types of relationships with God, they just don't happen overnight. You have to you have to build your relationship with God. You have to get to know him. God already knows you. He already knows me. But you have to begin to get to know God if you don't know him. If you don't know him as your Lord and your Savior. If you don't know him as your Redeemer. If you don't know him as your healer. You have to be in position so that God can tell you exactly who he is. Because guess what? God is more than what Big Mama told us. God, who, who God really is, he's more than what we were told growing up in Sunday school. Yeah, that's the truth of the matter. Take it like you may, but God is more than just a God who can pay your light bill. God is, 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 is a greater God than just someone who you pray to him and you ask him, you know, to help you to, to put gas in your car. God is so much more than that. God is a God that he's the only God that's going to tell us, think about somebody else and stop thinking about yourself. Now you try going to someone carnal or someone fleshly and asking them, well, do you think that I should go and, and help uh, sister so-and-so and her kids? Cause you know, they kind of struggling, but you know, well, my kids need so-and-so and so-and-so. So that person is going to tell you, girl, you better take care of you and your household first. We have a mentality of, well, I can't do so-and-so-and-so for somebody else because I got to do so-and-so-and-so for me and mine. It is about sacrifice. It is about God calling you to another level. Will you say, well, I'm not going to take me and my kids out to eat tonight. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to help sister so-and-so because I know she's going through. I'm going to go over here and help brother so-and-so because I know his wife just got out of the hospital and I know that they're going to need help. We have to pray and ask God to show us what our next level is. We have to pray and ask God with a, and I mean, you have to come with a sincere heart. You have to truthfully want God to speak to you and to show you what it is that he would have for you to do. God wants us to be his children that we see about each other. When God has brought us out of something, when God has blessed us on a high level, God wants us to go and see about, he wants us to make those efforts to see about the next person or to go back and get somebody else. It's just not all about you giving your life to Christ and then now, you know, everything is taken care of in my household and we forget that there are people who need to hear the word of God, who need you to call and pray for them, who need you to see about them. There are people who, like I said, I am, God has blessed me to be a person that is, that has compassion for people and that he wants me to see about the needs of other people. And sometimes it's not even, we're so afraid the person is going to ask for too much. 
But if God leads you to that person, God has what that person needs right in the palm of your hand. So be a person who is kind just because. Be a person who is sympathetic just because. Be a person who is compassionate just because. And be a person who will give your last to somebody else just because. God has never, never, I cannot see a day when God didn't feed me with my big old self. I cannot see a day when God did not meet all of my needs. And you may say, well, it was at one time when, you know, my lights got cut off. If you go back and look, was it going out to eat that you could have saved here and there? We can always go back and look at something that we invested money in that could have waited. So sometimes it's not that God didn't come through because God is faithful to, he's faithful to his promises that he will provide every one of our needs. But what did we do with the financial blessing? Did we squander it off in a way that we put money into something that was a waste of money? Because if we're just going to waste money, if you're just going to waste money and roll down your window and let it flow out of the window, you can just cash app it to me. I'll be more than happy to take it off of your hands. But this is all good news because it's letting us know that God doesn't want us to be just wrapped up in ourselves, but he wants us to have a heart for other people. If you love God, feed his people. And that just doesn't mean like food we put in our mouth, but give them the word of God. Give them an encouraging word. See about them. Ask them, do they need anything? And I'm going to tell you something, the church is failing horribly at that because it's about one person and one person only. And that is the pastor. The pastor got to have a foreign car. The pastor <clears throat> has to live in a gated community. The pastor has to wear Versace and Fendi and all of this. I'm not saying that those things are evil, but when your pastor is living way, and I'm, I'm not talking about your pastor has a, has a nice car and they live in a nice house or an apartment or a condo. I'm not talking about that. That's, a, but I'm talking about exuberant, exuberant amounts of, of, of jewelry and, you know, uh, flashy cars and, you know, they live in places that, you know, you got to have a code to get into the gate. And while you have members who are really, 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 really struggling, I mean, really, and I've seen it all through my life. I've seen it. I have been saved since like 92, 93. And from then until now, I have seen this happen. I have seen this happen in the church, but God is, is so faithful to allow those church settings. He's given them grace to get in place. He's given them grace to listen to his voice and say, I, I, you need to see more about your people. So this is all good news. And the whole message that I'm giving you is Think about somebody else. Think about somebody else. Think about somebody else and what they need and what they may be going through. You all be blessed. Know that it is an honor to pray for you. Please pass this podcast to one person that you know needs a word of encouragement. And if you've backslidden, come back in humility and let God put you back in your rightful place or put you in your rightful place. And 
If you haven't surrendered your sweet little life to God, now is the time. It's always a good time to give your life to Christ. He's waiting for you with no condemnation. He's waiting to love on you, to heal you from every broken place. Isaiah 61 and 1 says that God has anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me. He's appointed us. He's called us to set the captives free. You have a word of God in your mouth that's going to set someone free who's been held captive a long time. Pray and ask God to show you who that person is and the moment to go to them in grace and love and help them to begin to dig themselves up from out of the muddy place that they've planted themselves in. And that gives God glory. I love you and until next time, bye-bye.